Hi everyone, Kevin Thompson here from Creative Competitors, and I'm here with one of my favorite peeps in Nashville, Dave Delaney. Dave, so good to have you here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much. I tell you, I'm a, I'm a big fan of yours. And before we get started, my understanding is you specialize in social media and marketing. Do you want to tell our audience here as far as what you specialize in doing? Sure, yeah. Um, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I am a digital marketing consultant. So basically, I meet with people, I audit what they've done already uh, in social or in digital marketing in general, and then I provide an I audit that and then provide a strategy based on, on my findings and then help them execute uh, a plan to increase whatever the goals and KPIs we determine. You, you do a great job. When, you know, with, with social media, there's a lot of people out there that say they're gurus. Yeah. And it's sort of, they'll say, do as I say, not as I do. I mean, they don't have the results. But you really have a great following. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been in the business a long time. I've been online since 1984 on my BBS, on my Commodore 64. So I go back a bit. Um, and I've been, you know working in marketing at some capacity for a decade plus a decade now. So, um, yeah, there are a lot of people, we call them social media snake oil salesmen. Right. Um, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are, you know, just self-proclaimed gurus, as you said, and anybody who says they're an expert or a guru or anything like that is usually full of it. So well, you've got demonstrable results. I'll, I'll, I'll sort of be on your Google Plus profile or your Facebook, and you're interacting with Chris Brogan, who's a great personality, mm -hmm. and you're, you're a guy Kawasaki. It's you're doing you're doing a great job. Uh, an, another small plug for you is that you were um, last year you were featured as one of the top forty leaders in tech yeah. in the Nashville community. So as far as you know, the theme of the program is creative competitors. You definitely fit the mold. Thank you. With, yeah, without yeah. a doubt. Uh, okay, so let's get started here and. One thing that's challenging for my partner and I as attorneys is we don't know what analytics to follow. Okay, mm -hmm. so we have a website, but how much or what data should we be measuring uh, that, that, that would influence our decisions with our business? And so right. as you're consulting with clients, how do you identify what metrics are important? I help determine who their target market is first. I think before you start creating tons of content online or or jump on every social networking service, you should really determine who you're trying to reach. Um, and then create a goal that's specific. So whether it's it's you know increasing our email newsletter subscribers by 20% by X date, or you know, increasing traffic or time on site or conversions, or if you have an e-com store, increasing revenue from the site. So it's determining what you want who who you're trying to reach, what you want them to do when they come to your site. Um, and then determining de determining that goal, and then measuring. You know, once you set the goals, then you can start adjusting things accordingly. So, what tools do you like to sort of capture the data? Google Analytics is free; it's very popular. Do you yeah. like that kind of service? Absolutely, I love Google Analytics. I mean, they're changing it all the time. Um, they're always updating it. It's free, which is very nice. Um, so, yeah, I'm a big I'm a big uh, fan of Google Analytics for sure. My partner and I feel like we. Uh, mm. We just do a lot of activity. We're, we're precise like sledgehammers. Yeah. And uh, we sort of have an instinct as, as far as what works, but I think we could be more refined. Mm -hmm. uh, when you're working with, obviously with, with an e-com strategy, social makes sense. But what about with professionals, like attorneys or accountants? Should they even be trying to be social and playing social media? Absolutely. I think social is you know almost more important than search now in a way because... You can see with Google Plus, Google is has is, has a lot of interest 
in, in capturing the social side of business, right? I mean, obviously they won't claim that they're comp competing with Facebook, but they are. I mean, search is changing dramatically now. And, and now, and in the future, search will really be uh, results from your peers. So if it's, you know, if I'm looking for a restaurant in a certain area and I see that you, my friend, likes a certain restaurant there, I'm more likely to go to that restaurant based on your review So because I trust you. And those types of search results, you know, if that can be integrated, that's, that's extremely important. So it's something to consider. So the more content you create that's, not, that's legitimate content, that's, that's interesting to your fans and friends and followers and customers, the more content that you create uh, you know, on a blog and through social media, the more likely you're going to rise to the top in search results because you're providing you know, relevant information for your audience, things that they will find useful and share. So I'm glad you shared that because, uh, and I don't know what you think about this, but I've never actually spent a dollar on SEO tactics. Mm -hmm. um, I'll pay for Google AdWords, uh, but a lot of people cheat. They'll, they'll pay for SEO tricks or these vacuums or all kinds of tools out there to kind of trick Google's algorithm. Right. But Google is always one step ahead. What, have, do you ever recommend people spend money to boost up search results? Um, no, not really. I mean, I think it's extremely important to be honest. I guess my mother raised me well. <laughs> but I do. I believe in, in transparency. And, I, and you hear the tr word transparency constantly, and it's almost, you know, it's a little annoying sometimes. But it's true. I mean, you need to be honest. And I think trying to game the system is a bad, bad idea. Um, and it, you know, Google look for case studies. They look for people to make examples of. Right. Facebook will start doing it sooner, sooner or later um, with some of their promotional things. And you look at uh, JCPenney last year, I think it was last year or maybe even two years ago now, they were doing some black hat, as it's called in the industry, they some, got, some they tricky got, They stuff. got put down. And Google put them down and, and removed them from search results for a certain amount of time. And that's that's that'll hurt. That's a big deal. Yeah. With uh, the 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 benefit of not paying for SEO, in my opinion, is that it forces at least it's forced me to try to create content that spreads. I mean, Absolutely. It really, yeah. It puts pressure on the author to create interesting stuff because that is how you get good Google rankings. Right. I mean, and there's free tools in Google like uh, Google AdWords Selector, um, you know, that you use when you're setting up a Google AdWords uh, campaign. You can use that and search just to search different terms. So if I'm writing about, I don't know, I'm totally drawing a blank, but if I'm searching for Your something- favorite beer. My favorite beer. So if I'm searching for, you know, I, you know, Guinness is a great beer. Sorry, if I'm writing a blog post about Guinness, I would look up different terms like Guinness is great, Guinness makes you strong, Guinness is awesome, whatever, and search those different terms. And you're gonna see the ones that get the most search results. Most people are searching for a certain term, and by using that tool, which is free, you can you can then change your copy, <clears throat> pardon me, change your blog posts accordingly. Um, you know, not to constantly change it all so that it sounds really weird, but you know, it's okay to do that to use words that are that make make the blog content or make the content optimized for more eyeballs. Sure, and I, I'm writing that all the tools you're referencing. I'm gonna make a list, <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna go at it at the. Uh, at the end of the program. Right. Uh, keyword tool, I use a WordPress plugin mm -hmm. called Scribe SEO. Do you mm -hmm. recommend any kind of plugin that helps uh, choose the right keywords, make sure your, your article's yeah. optimized? Yeah, the WordPress plugins are great. Scribe's great. Um, uh, who, or, I'm trying to think now. 
Headspace, maybe? I'm not familiar with Headspace. There's there's a couple other ones that'll probably come to me during the during the chat. But um, yeah, no, those are very helpful. Again, the important thing is that you write for your audience and you can change the copy in a blog post or the title um, so that it's more optimized for search results, but ultimately write for humans. Don't, right. write, don't write for robots. That's, so. that's good advice. Uh, the, the Facebook uh, IPO sort of been a huge bust. Mm -hmm. I'm a little upset at it uh, because I bought some of the secondary shares mm -hmm. and it's, it's already dropped below what I bought in at. The Facebook model to me is is confusing because their model is driven by paid advertising. Mm. And I'll admit we pay for advertising for our fan pages. Uh, but would you ever recommend to people, for, for example, let's say for, for me and, or in my firm, uh, that people spend money on the Facebook platform to build up a fan base? Um, yeah, I, I, I would. I, I have several clients that, that are doing that, actually. Um, Does engagement go up? As the users and likes go up? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, again, it gets down to what you're sharing. So you can do a campaign to try to get more likes on your page. But if you're not sharing anything of any relevance on your page, anything that's really resonating with people, then it's not going to get shared. So it's important to consider the content that you're creating, the content that you're sharing and posting to Facebook, and then using those ads to promote that content. That's interesting. Now, you have a great following on Google+. Personally, I I like the Google Plus model better, mm. but there's no engagement there. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, do you see it becoming a force in the space, or is it just sort of a hobby by right. Google? It's uh, it's early days um, right now. You know the numbers are staggering when you, when when Google releases like 100 million active users who are using Google Plus. I don't necessarily buy that those are all active. Google Plus users and maybe they're Gmail users who are logged into the service or, or things like that. Um, yeah, I find that interactions on Google have gone, Google Plus have gone, have dropped some since I started using it. It's early days. I, it's tough to say. You know, I think, I think it's they have a great service. Um, the key, the Google Hangouts feature is is fantastic. It is great and really has some great potential there. So that's one thing that, that I think they can really capitalize on and, and use, use well and promote a lot. So. What I like about it, and, and you're in, this, you're in a similar boat because you have a personal identity, mm -hmm. you, you and you have a family and a wife and two children, and mm -hmm. you have your personal friends, and yet you also have this public persona, uh, a brand. In Facebook, it's really hard to separate the two mm -hmm. because everybody, I'm sure, you've gotten a lot of friend requests from people you don't even know. Yeah. And maybe you made the same mistake that I made and you just accepted all of them. Mm -hmm. And so the newsfeed is kind of trashed. Yeah. At least for me, it's trashed. And so the model, I like the Google model where it's more following based, mm. where you don't have to follow them back, but yeah. there's just no activity. That's the problem. I mean, if, if your friends and family aren't posting things on Google Plus, then, and that's a big reason why you are using social media, you know, personally, then, you know, it doesn't serve its purpose. You know, if all your family are on Facebook, then that's where you have to go. So um, you can create, you know, private groups and private lists on Facebook to be able to, to follow or subscribe to those people. So it does help that way. But I mean, I'm not, I don't swear by Facebook either, but as far as these sites go, I mean, you know, obviously Facebook is, you know, still a very, very, very valuable place to be. So what, what drew you to uh, social media to begin with? Because my understanding, you're with Griffin, 
Technology. I was, yeah. Right. You, you were with Griffin Technology. Now you yeah. have your own consulting firm. Mm -hmm. You served as a social media coordinator over there mm -hmm. or marketing coordinator. Um, you've got this brand. You're good at it. What what kind of got your attention? Got me into it? Um, yeah. I think it gets back to that 1984 uh, time when, you know, I... You know, my friend's dad had a BBS, a bulletin board system back in the day, and, and I was fascinated by it. And so, and, you know, War Games, the movie came out, and, you know, you may, might recall that film. Right. And uh, so I got intrigued by, like, this whole idea of modems and, and calling people and connecting with other computers. <laughs> so I would call and, and call other computers and, and use other BBSs, and then I created my own. And so late at night, you know, I, I love telling this because... My Commodore 64, if you remember, the disk drive would be red if it wasn't being used, and then it would turn green if, you if it was being used, and you'd hear it spinning. And late at night, I'd have my ringer on my phone turned off, I'd have my monitor turned off, and uh, my, phone my room would be glowing red, <laughs> you know, and I'd go to sleep, or I'd you know, be in bed anyway. And suddenly, the, light the room would glow green, and I'd hear the disk drive spinning, and I'd know that somebody right now, right now, is using my computer. And I jump out of bed and I turn on the monitor and I get up and get into what's uh, sysop mode, uh, systems operator mode, and get in a chat, the end of the chat uh, room or what have you, the chat service, and be able to chat with them, whoever was using my computer, only one visitor at a time. That's pretty neat. It was a single node. And it just fascinated me. And all my life, I've, you know, my entire career of marketing and promotions and publicity and all that stuff. I've always brought an online component to it, even before early days, before that was needed. Um, I would try to drive traffic to our site or increase an email list or what have you. So I've always just been very, very intrigued by it. And I'm a social guy and I like connecting with people online and, and, and in, in real life too, uh, as they say. Um, so, you know, as when Twitter, you know, came out, I've been on Twitter since February of seven. You have uh, s several yeah. thousand followers, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the insulty is like a hundred or no? Uh, I, I, I honestly don't even. I don't. I know really that. Check I, it too I, often. I know that metric is not. Really it is a weird metric. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's probably around ten thousand now. That's, um, that's great. Yeah, and it's but I don't buy lists. It's all always been organic, and that's important to me because I want I want people that are following me for a reason, you know. And uh, because they want to interact. And yeah, there's a lot of bots now that, that do that too, which is unfortunate. But I think Twitter's, you know, battling the spam like everybody else. So That's neat. That, that, that's a neat history that got you in the space. Um, I want to say, didn't Steve Jobs have a similar experience with the whole BBS deal? Or maybe it was Bill Gates. One of those guys fell in love with that whole yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. pretty neat. I, yeah. I, I could be way off, but no, I, I believe, like I believe the they probably both did anyway. Yeah. And was was the actor with uh, Steve Jobs as well was uh, pretty that's, involved with that too. So. That's really neat. Now you mentioned the whole idea of, you know, you've got the online networking figured out. I mean, you've got a great brand. I really am a fan. I mean, you, I kind of, I take my cues from certain people. You're one of them. Uh, I follow Michael Hyde a lot. Mm -hmm. I think he's just amazing. Mm -hmm. um, Chris Brogan. Who are some of the people that, that you follow, that you really respect, and, and that, you, that, that they're in your, uh, what do you call it, subscription list? Yeah, um, CC Chapman uh, is an amazing guy. Um, CeCe's an early podcaster. I was an early podcaster, too. I had a podcast, which is internet radio, for those who don't know, and video now, as well. We've got a podcast. Um, yes, of course, right Absolutely. here. Yes, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, talking <laughs> to you here, I forget we're being filmed. Um, 
But yes, so with uh, with CC though, I listened to his podcast back in 05 when I had a podcast, my first podcast. And, um, you know, we became friends online through Twitter and through through his blog and through the show. And then I met him in real life, which is at a podcasting conference um, in 06 or 07. And so CC is just a really, he's first of all, he's just an incredible, incredibly nice guy. He's a great guy. He's extremely smart. He's very gifted creatively and, and He's got a great head with marketing. He has a book, uh, best-selling book. That Content he wrote. rules. Content rules. Read it. Yeah. I've actually yeah. I follow CC. He wouldn't yeah. know who I am, but uh, he 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 is a great personality out there. Absolutely, yeah. He and his co-author Ann Hanley from Marketing Profs is also someone to follow. Um, uh, you mentioned Chris Brogan. Julian Smith is another person uh, who I really respect a lot, and he's been in the game for a long time too. Uh, Julian's a great guy and also very smart. He pushes buttons. Uh, he not, curses a lot. He curses a lot. <laughs> he does curse a lot. So not everybody. Uh, not few, everybody. A few f bombs. A few f bombs here and there. Yeah. Uh, but he's a very smart guy, and uh, he's got. A, he's, he wrote a New York Times bestselling book with Chris Brogan uh, called um, Trust Agents, right. and they have another book coming out in October. And he also he has a free book called the uh, the Flinch, yep. which is available as an ebook for free, which on is Kindle. on Kindle, yeah. Which yep. is a uh, a great book, just sort of um, an inspirational book, really more than more than marketing or anything like that specifically. But those yeah. are some great people to follow. I think I read part of the Flinch actually. It reminds me of the Dip by yeah. Seth Godin, yeah. where it's sort of like you know you have to assess that there's a problem and it's important to go about solving it. it doesn't give you yeah. specific strategies. Mm-hmm. But in most cases, you don't need specific strategies. You yeah. just need a boot to, boot to your rear end to get going. Yeah, and that book's actually on the Domino Project, which is Seth Godin's uh, uh, label. Label? No. Publishing whatever platform. So, Neat. Yeah. Okay, so so uh, you've got you got your online brand, which you've got figured out. But there's also, I saw you give a talk at PodCamp, mm-hmm. which, by the way, didn't you start that? Yeah, I co-founded it. Yeah. 2006? Uh, uh, BarCamp was 06. Seven and that was 08. Okay. The first podcast in Nashville was uh, February 08. That's, that was a great leadership effort because that's a great conference. That Thanks, yeah. yeah. Um, but at your talk, you talk about uh, the importance of networking offline. Yes. Going to events, shaking hands, actually building relationships, genuine relationships. Mm-hmm. You give hours of consultation on the subject, but in a nutshell, can you sort of summarize your strategy as far as you know, how much you should spend offline versus online? Well, that's a tough one. I mean, the more time you spend online, uh, you know, the more results you're going to get. But I do believe that you need to unplug and, and, and get out into, you know, I keep joking, the real world, but that's sort of <laughs> what we say, right, in real life. And and go out and, and meet the people that you're connecting with online. Um, you know, I mentioned C.C. Chapman uh, and meeting him in, in uh, the podcast, pod, Podcast New Media Expo, PNME, which is now Blog World, um, back in 07, was incredible. And I met him there and, and Chris Brogan and, and people like that. And we all met in real life for the first time. And there was like hugs and high fives. And we were just like, oh, you know, I can't believe it. And, you know, and even earlier th- than that, uh, when I met Julian, I used to have a podcast, as I mentioned, with my wife about parenting. Um, and we met, uh, Julian and I met at a podcasting uh, conference in uh, Kingston, Ontario called Podcasters Across Borders. And that was an amazing one as well because suddenly you're meeting people in real life who listen to the podcast. Right. And, you know, because it's a parenting podcast, they were asking me about my kids by their names and things. And I'm like, who are you? How do you know anything about my son? This is so weird. 
it's like, oh my gosh, people actually listen to this stuff. Right. So it was amazing to actually like meet people in real life. And so, you know, what I'm blogging about now and on a new site that I just launched about networking, that it's so important to to do your best to meet these people in real life as well. And and whether that means going to a conference, something huge like South by Southwest Interactive, or going to local events. Um, I host a few different networking events in, in Nashville. Geek um, Breakfast being one of them. Geek Breakfast is one, yeah. Um, but it's good to come out and actually meet the people that you're talking to online. So it kind of solidifies that relationship. It makes it whole. Well, you're, you're very humble because you had a perfect opportunity to plug your site and you didn't do it. I know. I you didn't know. do it. But it's uh, DaveADelaney.com. Yeah. Yes. And uh, that's sort of your effort to talk about offline networking versus social networking. And, yeah. Uh, I, I, I just have a crystal ball and I envision maybe some future book deal or some other, some kind of content that you can sell. And I think yeah. you'll sell a lot of it. Yeah, I've got some ideas for that. Um, I, I have had some interest from a couple of publishers about about working uh, uh, on a book around that topic. So M Michael Hyde talks about authors nowadays. It's not about so much. Well, content's very important, but you need to have a platform first. Mm -hmm. You've already got that, mm -hmm. and so to be able to put that on paper and share some insights as far as how you built your platform, people, I would buy it. That, that's a great idea. Um, you also have a a site that's been up for a while, DaveMadeThat.com. Yeah. yeah. That's sort of a fun site that you use. Yeah, that, so that was, um, I started that, well, I started, I had a blog a long time ago called Dave Made This, and it was I, it was my failed attempt at becoming a web designer, and, and <laughs> you know, and I realized, you know, I'm not good at this, so. And so I started a new blog called Dave Made That, and, and when I moved to Nashville, actually, and Dave Made That is just dedicated to really social media and marketing, um, but you know, I'll write about things about my family or things about Nashville or what have you. So it's sort of a hodgepodge of a lot of different stuff, uh, which was part of the inspiration of starting, um, my networking, uh, blog because I wanted to really hone in on something and, right. and it's something that whether it's sort of like I saw the light and I'm like, wait a minute, I know how to network. I love this stuff. I need to start writing about it more, right. and and the feedback, you know, has been really positive so far. So, I'm, you know, it's only been a couple of weeks, so it's it's been great so far. So far, so good. DaveADelaney.com. and uh, one more question, uh, and then we'll wrap it up. What sort of uh... cut? All right, yeah. maybe now's a good time to stop. You think? But how long have we been going? I was going to ask you favorite apps, but that doesn't. That's not how you end the talk. 22, 22 minutes. You can say where to find me, and I can plug my Twitter account. Let's do that. Like that. Let's do that. All right. So we will do that. Uh, okay. So, all right. So that's DaveADelaney.com. And so, Dave, before we cut out, do you want to share some other ways for the audience to connect with you? Absolutely. Yeah. I'd love you to drop by the new site and let me know what you think. Uh, you just you just plugged that really well. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm also at Dave Delaney on Twitter. And you can find me at Dave Delaney most places, but uh, yeah, reach out on Twitter. And if you have questions about the stuff that we talked about, I'm more than happy to uh, answer those questions. Dave's really good about that. You send him a message, he will respond very fast. I, I don't know how you do it, but <laughs> it's one of the reasons why everybody likes you. Um, I'm serious. I'm really honored that you came here. This is a huge, uh, very nice thing that you did for us. And uh, I won't forget it. So thanks a lot, Dave. Thank you. Thanks. It's a pleasure. Appreciate it. Thanks.